Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. I'm your host today, Mr. Alex Sylvester, and with me as always is Mr. Sonny, Sonny, Sonny Sangera. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, mate. Um, I'm just extremely, extremely tired, but that just comes with the territory, right? Of when you're a father and you're working, and it's like, oh my yeah. God. It just doesn't end. It's just this constant... It's a constant grind. <laughs> Hopefully it pays off one day when these kids become millionaires and footballers and whatever. But anyway, we've got a packed episode before that happens, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hopefully you've had a good uh, week. Uh, it's been a really good week for news. Uh, we have news about Microsoft, uh, Sony, Activision update. Uh, we're also going to go into the PS5 sales and they've hit a massive milestone. Um, FIFA 23 is in the news again, and Kojima is back in the headlines. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, what you've been playing, mate? Uh, I mentioned it obviously um, last week, so I'm just occasionally picking up the pad and going into Gran Turismo 7 and just doing some of the menu collections in that game and um, collecting the cars and stuff. So enjoying that, but mm-hmm. um, full blown into. The original Mass Effect 1 uh, remastered, nice. so I'm playing that at the moment, um, going through that game. Nice. Just figured I need something to play pre-God of War. I was thinking I'll do the whole trilogy, but I didn't want to rush Mass Effect because my plan was just to rush through it. But then I started playing Mass Effect 1, and I'm taking my time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not rushing this. Um, <laughs> so I'll probably only get Mass Effect 1 done before God of War. Um, but yeah. yeah, just really enjoying the game. Um, really wish it was made like The Last of Us remastered, like in full blown visual glory, but they didn't do it that uh, way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's Maybe still one a day. great game. Yeah, it's still a great yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, absolutely love it. What about yourself? Sweet. Uh, yeah, I'm still uh, slashing through uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and I've pretty much found Ted Farrell. So that's been interesting. Realize that he's now mutated. Actually, I shan't even uh, spoil that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I'm having a bit of fun with that. I was hoping to kind of complete that before God of War, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. Uh, mm. But we'll see. <laughs> but uh, before we uh, dive into that, uh, this week uh, is going to be a bit of a different uh, week. There's going to be no um, no Demi. Again, yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she still is, sick. Uh, she's sick. She's sick. So that means that there's unfortunately there's going to be no letters, uh, and there's going to be no charts. So um, we do apologize, guys, but we're doing all we can to make sure we can get you the best news to you, to your ears and your eyes. If you're watching us on YouTube or anything, um, so that you can still be topped up for the week. Anyway, we're going to go into the first bit. Uh, so what we've got for news number one. Yeah, we told you last week that we'll always bring you updates and there is always loads of updates about this subject now and that is obviously the deal with Activision. So, the UK competition regulator has attracted criticism from Xbox format holder Microsoft due to expanding its inquiry into the proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The Competition and Markets Authority announced last month that it has entered its second phase of inquiry into the deal which is worth an industry-shattering $68.7 billion as a result of antitrust concerns. However, in response, Microsoft said that CMA's concerns are misplaced and suggested it adopts Sony's complaints without the appropriate level of critical review. This is a Microsoft statement. These unsupported theories of harm are not sufficient to justify a reference to Phase 2. The suggestion that the incumbent market leader 
with clear and enduring market power could be foreclosed by the third largest provider as a result of losing access to one title is not credible. While Sony may not welcome increased competition, it has the ability to adapt and compete. Elsewhere, this is where it got really interesting now because Microsoft are really just shitting themselves and making themselves look absolute bollocks because they have had to come out like, you know, an injured party as much as they possibly can to these regulators. Elsewhere, Microsoft observed that Sony has a leading position in the console maker with an install base of over 150 million. And that as of 2021, there existed over 280 first and third party PlayStation exclusives, almost five times the amount available on Xbox consoles. <laughs> and Microsoft said, in short, Sony is not vulnerable to a hypothetical foreclosure strategy and the referral decision incorrectly relies on self-serving statements by Sony, which significantly exaggerate the importance of Call of Duty to it and neglect to account for Sony's clear ability to competitively respond. Microsoft previously said that Sony and Nintendo will remain the biggest players in traditional gaming, even after Activision Blizzard's deal is completed. Now, what's not mentioned here, Alex, is when you delve further into it, Microsoft have said that if every single call, if every single Call of Duty player switched to Xbox, it still wouldn't be anywhere near Sony's number of over 150 million players. They've also said that um, they are nowhere near Sony and Nintendo from first part. They've basically just says, yeah, we're not very good at what we're doing, you know, and this is why we're trying to buy Activision. Um, what's your thoughts on this now that Microsoft have come out after last week coming out with a website to try and uh, praise why the deal should go ahead? Is, is This is getting funny, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And I guess we'll, it's not going to be the last time we hear this. I mean, it is a very controversial um, uh, deal going ahead. And yes, it does seem that the linchpin in the, all of this is Call of Duty. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's just one game. Is it really worth that much? Is that one game worth sixty-eight point seven billion? <laughs> well, if they get if, they, if the out. deal goes through as well, Microsoft will have um, to give you just three big games. They will have Call of Duty, they will have yeah. Overwatch Two, and they will have World of Warcraft under the banners for them. You know, and yes, World of Warcraft is not as big as it used to be, but it's still got millions of players. But yeah. I think you've got to remember a whole a large market of gamers who buy consoles are just people that play three games, Call of Duty, FIFA, yeah. Grand Theft Auto. That's it. They won't know any different. If they're told Call of Microsoft's buying Call of Duty, they're gonna buy Xbox. You know what I mean? Because they want to play Call yeah. of Duty. And a big stem that Sony seems to be pushing back is that Call of Duty will no longer be the same. You know, it could go exclusive. It could be a console leading on Xbox in terms of enhancements or DLC. It could get things early, you know, um, something that so is very hypocritical because Sony have done that for Call of Duty for the last like 10 years, right? <laughs> um, but what's interesting is the CMA replied uh, mm. to Microsoft's rebuttal saying that we have, and, and in the report, it states that there, are, there is evidence of Microsoft buying acquisitions and then making titles exclusive. And it listed off everything that they bought and then from Bethesda, wow. from pre-Bethesda, like Ninja Theory, like with Hellblade and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then now there's reports of uh, under the table shenanigans going on with Microsoft because Brazil was the, obviously the second authority to... Um, approve the deal but what happened there is their regulator changed the paperwork to not include streaming which is game pass obviously Mm -hmm. in the deal and uh, how microsoft are now in a a big financial initiative to push gaming in the country and things like that and i'm just like (laughs) yeah we all know what's going on there gaming politics gaming (laughs) politics yeah uh yeah i think it's just a bit of fun isn't it and to be honest I'm sure we're going to hear more countries you know, getting like backhanded deals because who wouldn't want a backhanded deal from uh, from Microsoft, right? They got the they got the deep pockets. Um, but yeah, uh, to me, I mean, you know, even those games that you mentioned, you know, it's like yeah, the key one is Call of Duty, and I was just thinking that obviously this could be a massive 
um, linchpin for Sony anyway. Um, but obviously with the release of the new PSVR 2 and everything going all metaverse and, you know, um, VR, that could be why they really want to keep hold of it because when things do take off, that game is going to be up there in terms of being one of the most popular shoot 'em ups oh, in the VR um, space. Speaking of VR and, you know, ellipsis from the first story here, Alex, Quest mm-hmm. Pro is not as powerful as PSVR 2 and it's 1500 fucking dollars. What is what? going on? <laughs> <laughs> it has wow. two hour max battery life. Two hours, jeez. Okay, well, that's uh, that's going to be a kick in the teeth for uh, for Facebook. Um, but yeah, I think now you, uh, now, you, now you can see it, right? PSVR two yeah. for nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. That's it now. They realize, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, that's not good. They should have really dropped the price. But uh, you know I guess I mean? they're they're trying to set themselves as like the premium brand, right? But if, if you say that the hardware is going to be um, less powerful. What are they actually selling then? There's, I mean, what maybe the be professional ele- aspect of it? Yeah, there's going to be elements where it does outperform PSVR too, but they're advertising it as it's the it's the most powerful uh, VR headset to what's available now. That's how they're wording it. They're not wording it of thingy. And then someone did a side by side comparison of the specs, resolution, field of view, um, yeah. and all the features and stuff. Uh, it benefits the PSVR too, which is great because I was worried that oh, all these new headsets will come out when VR two comes out. And it's already not as powerful. So the fact that it's <laughs> it's still punching its weight with the the next iterations of VR is great. Yeah. But going back to Microsoft and Sony, the the feather, the ace, Microsoft played their true hand in their rebuttal to the CMA because mm-hmm. they specifically mention game pass not being allowed on playstation which what we spoke about is the only goal microsoft (laughs) won they just saying you will have call of duty via game pass which is why brazil removed (laughs) the streaming mention on theirs but it's the key thing right the game Mm -hmm. sony for some reason even a a, a shadowed down version of game pass do not want mm. Game Pass on the PlayStation. It's why they created PlayStation Plus um, Premium and um, Extra to stop that from happening. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's out the bag now. You know, Microsoft have said it, that Game Pass on PlayStation, you will get Call of Duty every year that way. But yeah. as I said, the reason for that, not good for that, is that Sony no longer makes 30% of everything digitally sold for Call of Duty or, you know, and that's a big amount of millions it of is. players, you know. So it is. I mean, they that's have the, why the they don't want it to go. Players, right? You yeah, I mean? it's true. Like the majority of players, right? So, yeah, it's going to be messy. It's if I was Sony really now, messy. I would say to Microsoft, okay, we will stand down and let the deal go through. We won't fight against you first party only game pass so you don't have any second party games on our platform and we get 50 percent of all fucking revenue coming in from subscribers and if microsoft are that desperate let's see if they do it do you know what i mean because it let's be honest there's there's millions and millions of pc gamers out there there's a few xbox gamers out there they're not going to bring it to switch because nintendo won't let it happen um just because of the content that would become available to their gamers and they're very protective of their gamers especially the younger generation yeah it leaves playstation as microsoft will triple their game pass subscribers straight away you know what i mean because the playstation market is so big but Mm -hmm. that's what sony is stopping you know because then what microsoft will do is they'll just keep buying and keep buying and keep buying you know there's uh companies to keep putting (laughs) shit on game pass but it's exciting, Alex, because we're getting all these it little is. tidbits of news. And it stuff. is, it is. I like to be honest. I kind of see the end game with with Microsoft just killing it and sweeping it because they've got the deep pockets, unfortunately, you know. And like mm. they can make right which uh, Google wasn't able to do with you know their stadium, their cloud hold, their network, their cloud network. So, um, well, the final thing that has mm. kind of shot them in a the foot a little bit is they stated in the initial uh, comeback against Sony is that uh, xCloud doesn't use, um, or they said to shareholders, sorry, that xCloud doesn't use Azure um, and that it's own technology and stuff. But then in this details, it details that uh, xCloud is bringing the best of Azure to consumers and stuff. So it's like, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot a little bit, like make your fucking mind up. Which, which one is it going to be, right? Just 
Just offer more yeah. money to get the deal just done. Don't just try yeah, to lie exactly. about it. You know? There you go. But yeah, they're, they're, they're going for the king. They're, they're going for the crown. And uh, yeah, well, speaking of the crown, currently uh, Sony is on top, especially when it comes to uh, this fiscal year. According to sources at Insider Gaming, Sony Interactive Entertainment is planning on shipping 30 million PS5s during this fiscal year uh, 2023. This covers uh, the 12 month period uh, from March 2023 to March 2024 uh, and follows on from figures unearthed by the site regarding a new detachable disk drive for the PS5. Production of this iteration of the console is expected to start in April 2023 with a release targeting September, the report claims. Uh, the site further adds that Sony is looking at 18 million PS5 sold in uh, the financial year 2022 and 30.5 million in final, the financial year ending 2023, uh, marking an increase of nearly 70% year on year. Wow. Uh, furthermore, 12 million of the targeted 30 million are reportedly going to be attributed to the old PlayStation 5, which will cease production by holiday 2023, which includes the one that everybody has right now, right? Uh, so looking ahead, uh, it is believed that the detachable disk drive PS5 will be made to reduce production costs as Sony will only need to manufacture one console with two price points of the digital and disk variations. Um, Sony announced earlier this year that the PS5 had reached 21.7 million units shipped worldwide. Furthermore, a recent tweet by an MST financial analyst has revealed that shipments to the US have increased by 400% for September year on year. Wow. Alex, it sounds numbers. to me like they've got a game coming out soon if you're selling, yeah, selling that many know. consoles. Going I, haven't, to I haven't heard anything of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, there must be some type of uh, financially benefit uh, season coming on. Um, but yeah, obviously we know Christmas and God of War will be ticking those two boxes. And yeah, it looks like Sony is gearing up to be the beast and dominate uh, the end of the year, which is good to hear. You know, well, that's because of face. It covers... March 2023 to March 2024, which means that covers, it doesn't, it, it covers Spider-Man 2, not Wolverine. Now, the reason I say this is because mm. no console, including the Switch post or during COVID, the Nintendo mm. Wii, the PlayStation 2, in their ultimate, ultimate heyday year, no console has ever sold 30 million in a year. So I will call it now, the PlayStation 5, will not sell 30 million in a year. <laughs> they will just say, oh, manufacturing, yeah? Whatever, we ain't got yeah, it, well, no regardless. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just an astronomical number to say that, yeah, we're yeah. going to sell 30 million in a year. The only way you're going to sell 30 million in a year is if you massively price drop it and you just fucking increased it. So <laughs> it's just like, okay, all right, mate, if you say so, all right, we'll yeah. see where you're going with this one. But, but maybe overestimate their demand, maybe. But at the same time, if you are releasing some big hitters like a Spider-Man 2 bundle and it is cheaper and you are planning to go massive on Black Friday where you sell like 3 million consoles in a weekend in America alone mm -hmm. because of a deal that you've got going on, you know, it will yeah. be. Or if you're thinking at the same time, your super diehard PlayStation fans will do what Nintendo fans do, what Xbox and what PlayStation fans do is when a new iteration comes out, they buy that one and get rid of the old one, you know, because they mm -hmm. want the latest one. I don't know why. It could be hard drive <laughs> size. Forget. We don't know, you know, and then obviously PSVR 2 as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 30 million is a big, big number. I don't think it will be hit, but it will be really interesting to see if they can pull it off. 30 million, you got to make 30 million yeah, first. You gotta, exactly. It's like, come on, you know what I mean? It's like, we haven't heard reports of, say, the, ship, the chip shortage has, has finished, you know. Uh, but obviously it is easing down. But um, they, that's highly ambitious, and it does sound like pure sales talk for the investors to make sure that they mm -hmm. stay on board and that they don't jump onto the uh, Microsoft Activision bandwagon, mm -hmm. which uh, despite its controversy is going to be setting up a nice slice of the gaming uh, industry in the next few years. Question. Sony would know this. Would Sony, <laughs> tout, would Sony tout that number 
because they know a certain rock star game might be coming out in that year financial year you know what i mean and Ooh, they always get the marketing maybe. rights to that game maybe. you know what i mean so could yeah, they be thinking that yeah towards the end there's a, there's a certain game with three initials i don't know gta yeah. maybe coming out and they're yeah. thinking right that's gonna add 10 million in sales alone right <laughs> it probably will and like you know everybody wants one i mean the scarcity has definitely helped with the success of the playstation 5 i do wonder if it had been uh like readily available would it have sold as much you know especially mm. with the uh the amount of games that have been released it hasn't really been a good two years you know what i mean we've had what four big key games uh with a couple of um you know add-ons but um the scarcity is definitely helping and yeah maybe that maybe they will get close to that 30 million figure maybe what 20 in the 20s maybe low 20s what mm. do you think that- I think they'll go over 20. I don't think 30 is there. I think it will get close to PS2 and Switch's massive single, their biggest years, which I think is like at mm. 27 or 28 or something for both mm-hmm. of them. I think the PS2's biggest year was 26.8, and I think Switch's was 27.9 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it will get close to that. If the if the machines are if they make thirty million consoles, it will get close to it. That's what I'm, what, what I meant That's to say. Obviously, That's yeah. Thing. Obviously, Spider Man Two will play a huge role in that. As will yeah. I can imagine in that year they're looking at um, things such as that they know internally that like maybe Naughty Dog's new game is coming out in that year. There's something mm. else that we don't know about. There's other projects we don't know about. But we all know realistically that yeah. you can say thirty million when you know Tekken Eight is coming out. Then you know. Then you know, right? <laughs> yeah, so it shuts it all down. But Alex, <laughs> instead of hearsay numbers, let's talk to actual numbers as we move on to number three. I read this article in the New York Times about Sinead O'Connor that completely shattered my previously held beliefs. This is the kind of journalism I just didn't expect to really see. Talking about John Coltrane, one of my heroes, and Gustavo Cerati, you know, one of the most iconic rock stars in Latin America. I listened to this episode of The Daily, and I thought it was doing a good job trying to explain the French point of view. It's made me a lot more thoughtful in trying to look at different perspectives. My father, we don't agree but i often text him articles and we'll discuss it later the new york times is my doorway it's my connection to the world my name is marco i'm jordan vera victoire i've been a subscriber of the new york times for six years 21 years from the time i was a child the new york times for me is about the joy of uncovering something new in the world Find out how the new york times can fit into your life at nytimes.com slash life Hello, latest PS5 community. It's Demi, and I'm back with another shameless promo. If you enjoy listening to the latest gaming news each week, then you will absolutely love our YouTube channel. Over there, you will expect to see a variety of videos such as live reactions, predictions, gameplay, and so much more. Search latest PS5 podcast in YouTube or click the link in the description. Also, while you're at it, help to support our channel by subscribing so you never miss a video. Do it right now subscribe right now i'm watching you i'm gonna give you zero seconds to subscribe done it good back to the show okay so the gkk data has confirmed that the playstation 5 has now sold 2 million units in the uk alone making it the fourth best-selling console of all time having reached the milestone in 98 weeks sony's latest console now ranks behind the ps4 PS2 and the Nintendo Wii in terms of overall lifetime UK sales, but matches the success of the PS3. Despite ongoing shortages of the PS5, it's still the most lucrative console to hit 2 million sales, generating a whopping 919 million. Dorian Bloch, head of GFK, commented, Given the stock problems surrounding PS5, it is fair to say it would have easily outpaced PS3 to 2 million units. One thing that is clear, the significantly higher price of PS5 has not hindered sales. With consumers willing to pay the £105 premium that is shown on the average price of both consoles over the 2 million unit period. He's talking about disc and digital. PS5 has delivered the highest revenue for any console at 2 million units. That's surprising because PS3 was really fucking expensive. The PS5 launched in November 2020 and Sony announced during its latest financial briefing that the system has shipped 21.7 million units. Now, I couldn't just do that, Alex. I had to put the list in of the UK's 
fastest to 2 million units sold. So this is not That's overall. Cool. So the PS5 now, in the overall lifetime sales of consoles, is sitting in fourth place, which is great. It means it's going to go higher, right? But mm-hmm. for the first to get to 2 million, or the fastest to get to 2 million, at number 10, you have the original Xbox, which took 162 weeks. It generated 280 million in revenue with an ad, which meant the average price of the console was 140 pounds. Lol. The Nintendo Switch is at number nine. It took 140 weeks to reach 2 million. It made 559 million and its average price is 279 pounds. And number eight is the OG itself, the PlayStation 1 which took 114 weeks to reach 2 million. It generated 358 million in revenue at an average price of 179 pounds. At number seven, the Xbox 360, it took 110 weeks to reach 2 million. It's generated 507 million in that time and with an average price of 253 pounds. At number six, Xbox One, 104 weeks to reach 2 million units, 726 million in revenue in that time at an average price of 359. Now the average price is high because that was bundled with the Connect when it first came out. At number four, a joint fourth, sorry, we have the PS3. So this is like five and four, right? But they're joint. So at number four, we have the PS3, which took 98 weeks to reach 2 million units. It generated 638 million with an average price of 318 pounds. That shows you how fast it price dropped because it launched at like fucking 475 pounds. Yeah. Joining at number four, obviously, we just spoke about PS5, 98 weeks, 919 million in revenue in those 98 weeks, at an average price of 455 pounds. That's the highest average. And number three, the PlayStation 4, which took 75 weeks to reach 2 million. It revenued 700 million and it was an average price of 350. That's how much it actually cost as well. At number two, the PlayStation 2, 60 weeks. That is insane. That took just literally a little bit over a year to reach 2 million in the UK. It generated 469 million with an average price of 234. And at number one, the Nintendo Wii did it with one week to spare in under a year. It did it in 57 weeks generating 358 million with an average price of 179 pound which is how much the machine was uh there alex but that's crazy oh, yes. right that's like how you about. go from like 160s all the way down into like the ps2 and the nintendo we just shows you what beasts those two machines were right they were they were they were really powerful machines not to mention the fact that they were just you know in terms of the gaming industry we hadn't really seen anything that powerful or as accessible you know and and the was, amount of games what, that they had what I'm makes sick. the Wii and the PS2 and the PS5 and actually the top four, the PS4 as well, is we know the PS5 and the Wii out of all of those machines are the most scarce consoles that you can get a hold of, right? But the PS2 was out as well. It, there was barely any PS2s in the market at the beginning when it first came no. out. And the PS4, yeah. it just because the Xbox shit their load when they launched, you couldn't get a PlayStation 4. Like I could buy a PS4 go to CEX, get more cash for it, and just keep doing that and making money. You know what I mean? That's how crazy it was for PS4 <laughs> at the time. But, for a lot of people, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, it's great to see that, yeah, another console hits 2 million sold um, in the UK. And I love that it's PS3, PS5, PS4, PS2. Um, and I it's love the fact that it's... the top four spots. Yeah, I just, I just love the, uh, the fact that the... Um, the PlayStation 2 is like, yeah, you guys are new, but I'm the OG PlayStation. Don't mess, <laughs> don't mess with my numbers. Yeah, right? yeah but, but no, no one can mess with Nintendo's numbers, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what's uh, surprising me, I actually thought the Nintendo mm. Switch would be higher. So if it's 140 weeks from launch and it sits at number nine, that tells you how just you remember as well, just how crazy it was to get a Switch once we hit lockdown. I couldn't find a Switch anywhere when I was trying to look yeah. for a Switch. I was like, oh my God, I cannot find Nintendo Switches. And I had to go onto Facebook. Even market yeah. Facebook Marketplace <laughs> prices went up as well. That's telling yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. It would have been a different market. If we had we not gone, had this whole pandemic and everything, I'm sure that these numbers would be a bit different. But um, no, hold on. It was released way before that. So it was about That's what I'm saying. It was like so it was yeah, moving. It it, the thing with the Nintendo Switch is it wasn't, it was tracking decent sales. But it was mm-hmm. nowhere near the trajectory of the Nintendo Wii or the PlayStation 2. 
when we went yeah. into lockdown, it just exploded into PS2 and Nintendo Wii uh, mm-hmm. category, you know. And then obviously every time, not so much Christmas, but when we went into lockdown, what the Nintendo Wii and the PlayStation 2 was averaging at Christmas, the Nintendo Wii was averaging every week during lockdown. But Nintendo, remember, they said it themselves, they cannot meet demand. You know, yeah. but what made me laugh is nobody wanted a switch light. Everybody wanted the switch with the <laughs> <laughs> makes sense, right? Yeah. And Nintendo like, was smart because cash. what they did during the lockdown really quick is all the advertisements stopped for the dock and all the advertisements were kids sitting in tube stations playing switches, waiting for their grandparents to pick them up. I saw the advert everywhere. And it was mm-hmm. just switch light, switch light. People were just buying switches or switch lights and everything then. And it was super yeah. marketing and super smart by Nintendo. Super um, smart. And they but, were going for that. They wanted two consoles for every household, wasn't that? That was their two, aim. mate. So I, think, already, well, they, yeah. oh, I need to find At it. I, I, I'll need to bring it up next week. I'll need to find it. I read somewhere that the UK average homeowner of a Switch has three switches in the three? house. And I was oh, just like, wow. I, need, I need to find where I read yeah. it. I'm sure it was on gamesindustry.business. I was like, what the hell? But that is enough about that. I'm Told excited you. about this next news story. No, I, 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 I got to say one more thing. That is the reason oh, why the Switch will be the only console to reach no, 200 no, million no, by, no, by end of life. No, no, no. Guaranteed, hands down, man. There you no, go. it won't hit 200 it, million. Before, but I'll say it again. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it's going to, I think by it will. It, it will, man. It's Christmas, taking it. It's taking it. by Christmas, it will pass PS4 in lifetime sales. Yeah, the only way nothing. the only way the actual Nintendo Switch itself hits 200 million and it won't officially hit it is if Nintendo released the new Switch and be like, oh, it's the same thing. So we're going to count those numbers and continue it on from there. Then you're going to hit 200. It don't work like that. If you release yeah, it, it does work two, like that. It Switch does work like that. Switch 2 starts from zero, mate. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? no, no, no. The PS5 no, plays PS4 games. Do. They didn't add on the PS4 sales, did they? <laughs> <laughs> they did. I'm sure they did. I talked to the couple somewhere. Well, in that case, no, Sony's but... at 180 something million, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't want to count that. No, but I do think that, you know, once all said is done, when the Switch 2 or whatever successor does come out, the Switch will continue to sell. And that's exactly the same what happened with the PS2 and it, it just continues to sell in the background and that's when it reaches those astronomical numbers. But, uh, but yeah, think, my mama was 200 mil. 200 think, mil. 200. I still think they're going to do Zelda 2 with it. Watch. I still think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming with that new Switch. It looks too good. It's going to blow a Switch You know, you up, said that. that. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, you, as, soon as, we saw that, well, as soon as we saw that announcement trailer the first time, you did say that you would actually be coming out with a new Switch and the rumours are actually pointed in your favour, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we will see. We'll it see. just looks too good. It's like, that's bullshit, <laughs> man. I ain't running on no Switch, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick question. Uh, the hypocrisy I'm seeing yeah. online now, The Witcher came to Switch. $60 game. $60 for a game that cost a fiver on a PlayStation store now, right? <laughs> and then... Another remake came out recently. I can't remember which one it was. And it's like full price, 70 bucks. Uh, no, sorry, Dead Space, which is coming out, is full price, 70 bucks. Everyone's like, yeah, but look at it. It looks good. Hello, The Last of Us. You shit the shit on that, but you're not shitting on these two here, right? I was like, that's like the hypocrisy of you know, it. It's it unbelievable. De- it depends the on Witcher how is lovable. even. The Witcher is fucking... It looks like bollocks on the Switch and they're charging you full like whack it. for it. You know it's like, what, it's what the just... hell? It's just a good, it's just a, it's an amazing feat. You know, the fact that they actually put The Witcher onto a handheld console. That's Before what people you move are on, for. what made me laugh is um, the, uh, no, sorry, not Witcher. Was it Skyrim? I'm thinking, I'm thinking Skyrim, not Skyrim. The Witcher. Uh, what made me laugh is uh, Helm, Helman Holst, who's in the news, he's not in the news, but he said in a recent interview that, um, yes, the HBO series of The Last of Us counts as a percentage as to why we made the remake. But the another piece of the percentage is because a lot, if you look at The Last of Us, it was ahead of its time and technology mm-hmm. wasn't there to release a definitive edition of the game. This is the definitive edition. In my head, I thought, yeah, that makes sense. So 99.9% of it was the HBO series and 0.01% was to get the definitive edition out. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. More, more sales talk, and we're going to be hearing a lot more of this as times go by. As times go on. Um, speaking of talk, uh, we got some news about Hideo Kojima. He's back in the news, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, he has taken force to Twitter to reveal that he's met up with the Sony marketing bigwigs Eric Lample and Craig Manka. 
uh, at the Kojima Productions, uh, fueling yet more speculation that the Metal Gear creator, not like the other one's coming, but uh, Metal Gear creator is working on Death Stranding 2. Speculation on Death Stranding 2 has been ramping up over the past year also, with Norman Reedus, who starred in the original game, claiming that production on the sequel was in its early stages. The actor previously claimed that Death Stranding 2 was in negotiations. Kojima-san, Kojima-san, I like that, recently announced that Ellie Fanning would be uh, involved in whatever game he's working on next, uh, which may very well be Death Stranding 2. However, the legendary developer is believed to be involved in multiple projects, one of which may be coming to Xbox formats. Back in June this year, uh, Tom Henderson claimed that Kojima is working on a horror project known as Overdose, but nothing official has been announced yet. So, Kojima, the master, Kojima-san. That's how we should actually um, refer to all of those Kojima-san is back in the news. What do you think, man? What are your thoughts? You've played well, Death Stranding I mean, 2, man. Come on, are you, are you getting hyped up for this? Yeah, I love Death Stranding. Oh, sorry, you haven't played Death Stranding it's, 2. You've played Death Stranding 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got that that level in it of insight. But love Death Stranding. It's, it, you, it's such a unique game with a great twist at the end. Um but it is such a unique game. But what makes it interesting is it was all these who am I posters with a silhouette of a woman in the background. And then it was revealed to be Ellie Fanning. But what makes it interesting at first is they released two photos of her in like a real, like visually striking black background with lights behind her. And she's doing two poses and everyone just thought, Oh yeah, look, there's the Ellie Fanning announcement. But then when you look at the two poses, somebody posted that, yeah, but the baby in death stranding makes those two poses. In, fo- in in a photo mode. Photo so if you mode, go to okay. photo mode of Death Stranding, the baby can make the two poses that she's doing. One with the hand. Okay. Yeah. And then another one where she's doing like a kick thing, which the baby doesn't. And then there's side by side shots of people like, is she the baby she from the original the Death Stranding? You know what I mean? She which, is. She is. Which is typical Kojima, right? Which would be t- so, 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 so sick if it's true. But um, yeah, What's anything the sex he does. Of the baby? Is good. What was the sex of the baby in the in the game? Was it a girl? I don't know. I don't think they is it, Did sure it, reveal it was a boy or a girl, but I can't really remember. Okay. Okay. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> gender neutral, right? In today's gender generation, neutral. we don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, know. But mm. the only thing that worries me about Kojima is obviously when I worked in the industry, um, I got to meet Kojima. And I know a lot of people who work at Konami and who worked there while he was there. And he isn't the fastest person. And I feel like he likes to be in the limelight and projects take ages for him. So if he's doing multiple projects, I'm like, huh, okay. (laughs) Man took three and a half years to release Death Stranding. They had no fucking combat barely in the game. You know what I mean? So, and there was no uh, NPCs in the world hardly. And it still took him Mm. that long to make the game. You know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, let's see what you're doing. If you're doing multiple projects, you can't be using the Decima engine on a, any project that's going to Xbox. So, and Sony owns the Death Stranding IP. So it will be, uh, yeah, it will be very, very interesting to see, is he Mm. using Unreal 5? Is he creating his own engine, which means we're going to be waiting forever. You know, we'll see. Um, Well, he's been with Sony. I mean, he's got like, what? He's, he's met with Sony. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's... Naughty Dog's engine to to play with. He's got gorillas. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got gorillas. Yeah, he's got gorillas also. So it could be any any number mm. of it, man. But I'm I'm hyped up. I mean, I haven't even played Death Stranding too. Well, I mean, I keep saying Death Stranding too, like it's already out. Death Stranding, but um, I'm I'm happy that I'm, I'm happy for the prospect that he's actually working on something, and I'm really curious to see what he's doing for Xbox as well because he's going to be utilizing the cloud in some capacity, isn't it? Which yeah. is kind of what Death Stranding did as well. You know, with the community base that what, what was, was that amazing. It was so good. It was so good. It was like you know that people in the world could help build roads and stuff to make the passage easier and stuff like Boom. that. Is it was so good. It was so good, and you could leave like little notes and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, really interesting. Nice. I read this article in the New York Times about Sinead O'Connor that completely shattered my previously held beliefs. This is the kind of journalism I just didn't expect to really see. Talking about John Coltrane, one of my heroes, and Gustavo Cerati, you know, one of the most iconic rock stars in Latin America. I listened to this episode of The Daily, and I thought it was doing a good job trying to explain the French point of view. It's made me a lot more thoughtful in trying to look at different perspectives. My father, we don't 
agree, but I often text him articles and we'll discuss it later. The New York Times is my doorway. It's my connection to the world. My name is Marco. I'm Jordan. Vera. Victoire. I've been a subscriber of the New York Times for six years. 21 years. From the time I was a child. The New York Times for me is about the joy of uncovering something new in the world. Find out how the New York Times can fit into your life at nytimes.com slash life. Hey everyone, now I'm going to keep it real with you for a sec. There's nothing I enjoy more than sitting down with my friends and spilling all the tea. For that reason, let me introduce to you The Rumour Mill. This is a show that is exclusive to Patreon. Now, we know that the latest PS5 show is dedicated to actual news, but the rumour mill is all about the juicy rumours in the video game industry. Our hosts sit down and discuss the biggest rumours there is, so if you enjoy a little tea being spilled, become a patron, support the show, and gain access to the rumour mill each month. All right, uh, I'll just blast through this one, Alex, because our American listeners already have it. Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced the release of PlayStation stars in Australia, Europe, and New Zealand territories following its rollout in the US and Japan a month or so back. In case you haven't been keeping up, PlayStation stars is a new load program that allows you to earn points to redeem on various goodies, including PlayStation network wallet funds and content on the PlayStation store. Campaigns are offered for a chance to earn rewards with one example being the monthly check-in, which simply asks you to play any game. Other campaigns will require a little more of a challenge, such as unlocking a specific trophy, winning tournaments, or be the first player to grab the platinum trophy for a blockbuster game in your local time zone. PlayStation Stars also introduces digital collectibles, which are digital representations of various PlayStation-related items, such as figurines of iconic characters and historical PlayStation devices. Now, I had a look last night uh, on the PlayStation Mm -hmm. app. There is a little PlayStation Stars logo on there, and there is fun little you can achieve these little collectibles by like loading up one fighting game. And there's a list of her. And I saw tech and I was like, yep, I'll get that tomorrow. I'll just load up tech and get the achievement done. Brilliant. Um, it's just a nice little program to stoke the nostalgia, similar to what you had with Astrobot. But the cool thing is uh, it gives you the option of uh, allowing anybody to see your collection of collectibles or just your friends. So it's like a little museum that, oh, he's got that, he's got that, um, which is pretty cool, you know. So mm. I was having a look at that. I was like, yeah, you know, people would get into that. It's fun. It's a nice little challenge for people to do things. Um, I'm not really interested in the first to get a platinum in a country or buy this specific game. I like the prospect of just, uh, you know, achieve um like a hard trophy or is this a nice little challenge to get something extra you know um but yeah really cool i think it's a really good idea i really think it's a great idea i mean it's like very rarely do you see um companies and especially console manufacturers treating their community as as a particular swarm you know i mean i think Mm. the closest to do it is pretty much maybe xbox um, you know, obviously with Game Pass, uh, whenever they release a game or whatever, you know, the game's gold or whatever. And I guess Nintendo to some extent as well, they have that, you know, when they, they would do their game tests and stuff like that, like Splatfest, but for the fact that Sony, a company like Sony is actually treating their whole gaming community, you know, and taking them on a ride in terms of, like you're saying about nostalgia or the various games um, that they would like to highlight, this is going to be very beneficial on the business side of things, you know, because it's going to kind of encourage and um, game developers to want to be on whatever um, plan or um, targets that they're actually setting, you know, these challenges because yeah, it will actually yeah. increase engagement. And like, this is the best way forward really to increase customer engagement. Um, mm. And to do and it's all free, dude. It's, it's all free. I just signed up for it. It's, it's all free as well. So it's all yeah. cool. It's just a fun, you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but if you do it, you just get some fun little collectibles. Like I would love to get a little collectible of like a Tekken character or something, you know, just shows that Astrobot hit home harder than people thought. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it also it's, yeah, it's really good, man. It's like it's, at least it just keeps people engaged, you know what I mean? Especially when there's been a um, it's been a, a tumultuous year in terms of game releases. Mm. You can still keep people interested. But Alex, uh, we spoke mm. earlier about Sony sending four hundred percent increase of 
uh, hardware into the US and we laughed saying maybe a specific game's coming out. Uh, I think you've got news on that game now, haven't you? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you talk about that. Yeah, so Sony Santa Monica Studios uh, might be familiar to some of you out there. Announced on Friday that God of War Ragnarok has officially gone gold. Um, a month and two days before it releases on November the 9th, 2022. Uh, they go on to say, we're thrilled to announce that God of War Ragnarok has gone gold. The studio announced through Twitter. On behalf of SMS, Santa Monica Studios, that's when you want text messages, uh, and all our partners, uh, thank you to the fans for supporting us all um, us over the course of development. We're almost um, ready to launch and can't wait for you to play on November 9th. While the team at Sony Santa Monica led development on Ragnarok, that doesn't mean that they didn't get some help along the way. The other studios listed underneath a gold um, got a gold version of the God of War logo are Valkyrie, Entertainment, uh, Blue Point Games, Super Aloy or Alloy, Super Genius, Red Hot, a keyword studio, Original Force, Jetpack Interactive, and PlayStation Studios Creative Arts. That's yeah, that's admirable of them. You know, what I mean to mention like the. I was going to mention it because you, when you see Gone Gold, you just mm. you never see that ever. I've never seen somebody on the artwork list every support studio that helped with the game. I was like, that's a really yeah. nice touch to show that we're not the only people that did the whole game we had loads of people do it not even naughty dog insomniac nobody does that microsoft yeah. definitely don't. well you need to release a game to do that so microsoft never done that but you know the fact that they did that it was a really nice touch yeah yeah they're starting a trend i believe and uh it's, it makes sense you know just acknowledge everybody you know even the uh, the catering team mm. uh god of all Ragnarok is getting closer to launch and is expected to be one of if not the biggest release of the year particularly for playstation many industry personnel believe it's the only game that could stop Elden ring from dominating many game of the year awards this year wow Wow. Well, well, we'll can see. I just say Horizons won like four of them already, so sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's an awesome game. I'm so happy it's gold. I'm, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm happy about and what they did really smart for God of War is Sony Santa Monica was so confident in the game. They invited press to play the game for a week, take their time, play it for like four or five days, and then the reviews went live a week before release, they were that Ooh. confident. Because if the reviews bombed, then they would have had a week of just sitting there before launch, yeah. right, where people yeah. would have seen it. But they were so confident. And then, obviously, that the day it came out, it was at, like, 97% Metacritic. And then, obviously, it dropped really? as the public got it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can actually watch a video of um, Corey Barlog sitting there, and he's nervous as hell. And he's live mm. and he's waiting and then he refreshes this the thing and then the Metacritic comes up and it's at like 95. And then he's like, wow, Ooh. and you can see him get emotional, and then he refreshes it and it's jumped to 96, mm. and then he refreshes it, jumps to 97. <laughs> and then obviously, once it gets into hands, it gets review bombed by people. Like there's companies that are on the uh, proper critics side of that that mm -hmm. always bomb Sony first parties like 60-50 so it's not going to yeah, hit the heights it's not going to hit the heights that the original got awarded in terms of numbers because these sites have come up they've got themselves on the media lists and they just kill mm -hmm. games you know what I mean and it's yeah. a shame really but you can see it as well like they absolutely destroyed they give like 50s to Sony game you're just like what and it, you look at where it's based it's like based in india and you're like yeah you, what like you ain't got no access to no <laughs> game so mate. like yeah, i yeah, always think i always think what metacritic should do is anyone who plays the game has to there, there's a way where you log into your xbox account or your nintendo switch account or your playstation account and your review will only be accepted when the completion of the game out. trophy or achievement is attached <clears throat> to it because that way you can't just take a picture because anyone can do that but it shows metacritic then that this person has actually finished the game and to the person reading the review it shows that uh, this is a verified review this person has finished yeah. the game because then you trust it a lot more because then we've seen yeah. so many games with horizon with Nintendo games, people don't finish it, but then they just they just look at other people's reviews and then kind of write their own, right? And it's just bullshit. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. I think that is definitely a must going forward. Uh, but 
how they can actually implement it, that's going to be, you know, yeah, what yeah. I mean? well, Alex, scenario it's gone gold a month so. early, you know what I mean? And mm. I can't wait, cannot wait. That's yeah, why I'm yeah. just playing this Mass Effect game, get it out the way, and then it's done. 50th platinum, yeah. here I come. And it's, I mean, it's coming, it's, it's a winner anyway, you know what I mean? It's like the first one was an amazing game and just improving on greatness would have been not an easy feat for them, but they're definitely going to smash it up the park. But, um, but yes, God of War, are you going to be getting it? Let us know, people. You know, you got the comment section down there. Just write something about it. Let us know. Is it going to be a yes or a no from you? Or do you think that God of War just pretty much shit? So, uh, are you crazy? Uh, so, well, we don't have any charts. That's all the news. I did just want to chuck this one in in place of the charts because it's a big number. Yep. So this is the last bit of news for the episode. FIFA 23 has seen record-breaking figures during its first week, according to EA, amassing over 10.3 million users. So 10.3 million FIFA players in the first week. In comparison, last year's FIFA 22 racked up over 9.1 million players in its first 10 days after launch. So it's beat that by miles. From EA, the response from our fans has been nothing short of incredible, and we're thrilled that our community is playing with their favorite players and teams across FIFA 23 in record numbers, said SVP GM of EA Sports FC Nick Liodia in a press release. With both the men's and women's World Cups and exciting updates to our women's club football content in game still yet to come, we're just getting started on providing players with the most authentic and immersive experience yet. FIFA 23 is also the last EA football title to don the FIFA name following the split between the two companies after a partnership spanning nearly 30 years. Moving forward from next year, the series will be called EA Sports FC. So I just wanted to chuck that in there, Alex. One week, 10.3 million copies sold for FIFA 23. That's fantastic. I mean, like the the world has been, um, sports enthusiasts have been stars for games. Anyways, I guess especially a decent sports game, especially a decent football game. Obviously, because you're a massive fan of pro, and that's well, it's great. It's great because repeatedly. it shows up. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, EA football's had its latest gameplay update. It's playing well. It's always in the EU. Um, free to play chart it's always in that top five it never moves from there which is great a lot of people are playing it a lot of people are enjoying it fifa has trend beat the curve and actually increased sales you know uh, and it, it's going to go even <clears throat> massive when the world dude the world cup is on during christmas yeah. ea get this right on the marketing right it's going to sell millions and millions more you know what i mean so it's going to be yeah. potentially the last FIFA, fifa game you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be one of the and biggest. It's going out on a big bang, yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, um, in fact, actually, before that, it's going to be interesting to see how they actually make the massive switch over to EA Sports FC. Oh, they'll spend a lot of money FIFA. on that branding. You know what I mean? They will brand <laughs> just it to like people crazy. They'll probably piss FIFA off and just when you load up FIFA 23 <laughs> in the summertime, it will say, just to let you know, there'll be an actual notification in FIFA <laughs> game that, yeah, without EA Sports, you know. EA Sports, people still call it FIFA. But uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. That has been the show. Uh, let us know your thoughts about anything that we've covered today, uh, whether it's Microsoft and the Sony acquisition update, the PS5 sales. What do you think about those? FIFA 23, are you going to be getting it? Are you going to be getting your hands on it? Do you need it? Um, and Kojima, next game, what could it be? Let us know in the comment section below. And uh, before we disappear, any last words for you? Uh, just we'll be back to normal next week uh, we're going to have a rumor mill we'll have the latest PSX Demi will be back uh, so you get all your charts and all your letters so you'll get a full blown week from the latest PS5 we apologise again that uh, all the content isn't here this week the charts haven't been released which is weird they usually get released every Wednesday in the UK haven't come out yet uh, we're recording what is it Thursday midday um, but we're lucky we went a day later because the PlayStation 2 million story came out. So we're like, oh, this nice. is an interesting list. But uh, we'll be back to full glory um, next week. But uh, thanks Sweet. for listening, everyone. Yeah, safe journey, guys. Catch you next week. Peace out.